educate yourself about what's going on. You are not in a state of peace. You are in a state of war, and you have precious little time to save yourself. Yuri Bezmanov. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Commoners Honing All Disciplines podcast. I am Nordic. And I'm happy. And uh, we are your hosts. Today, we will pick up where we left off last week and uh, continue discussing distractions from true meaning. And this week, mm-hmm. we'll focus on worldly distractions. Yeah, so what does it mean to have a worldly distraction, right? What does it mean to for things outside of your control to prevent you from doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? Things outside of your control that can actually maybe even potentially demoralize you and prevent you from even wanting to do the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? Preventing you from being relatively normal or having a a relatively normal life. You know, this is uh, this man, Yuri Bezmenov, some of the background on him is he was, I believe, an ex-KGB uh, agent, and he basically understands how, in in the modern world, how uh, things are used to distract people, right? How propaganda and um, false motives are used to prevent people from doing what they would normally be doing, right? And, um, you know, obviously we don't want that, right? No one wants to be distracted from what they're really meant to be doing. No one wants to be distracted from like the meeting that, uh, that they have in their lives. Everyone kind of wants, I would say the same thing in that sense where they want to live a life that they know that they're supposed to be living. And obviously it's very hard to do that when there's so many things that are against what you're doing. Right? So for example, we can talk about how negative the news is today, regardless of what's on it, whether it's true or not, right? Just just the base point is the news is very negative. You watch it, you consume it at this point, right? It's for entertainment. It's almost like a sadistic form of entertainment because mm. you really have to know what's going on because everyone else kind of says that they know what's going on. So you kind of have to be really in that loop just to be perceived as relatively normal. I couldn't imagine if someone didn't even watch the news anymore, didn't know what's going on somewhat, right? If they're totally ignorant. However, that ends up being distracting for a lot of people, right? So the amount you consume, being informed is important, but the amount you consume, well, that's totally up to you. And you don't have to consume so much that, you know, it, it totally distracts you from your regular life and you give up, right? you become demoralized, you become totally enveloped by these negative things that are being taught to you that really do take away from your everyday living, right? So, you know, that being definitely one of the biggest things is is, is news media specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to choose if what you're doing is, is valuable, right? Each moment, you might get stuck in this loop of constantly checking the news and constantly needing to be updated. But if you stop for a minute and just ask yourself, is this really adding value to my life right now? Is it getting me to where my goals want to be? Is it getting me to closer to my vision? If not, 
then, you know, what's the point? You're just watching something so that you'll be more stressed out. And that's uh, the definition of a distraction. It's taking you away from things that are truly valuable. And even though it's informative, it's also helping you to maintain ignorance because you're not necessarily getting the whole picture most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd probably be better off just talking to people and discussing things, right? And that would give you more of a rounded perspective than just what they tell you on the news. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's the other problem is what well, I would also add people can be addicted to stress in a way, right? They're addicted to the next mm-hmm. big thing, their next big scary thing that's gonna happen. They have to prepare and they have to do all this thing for it. And it's like, well, people do that, they tend to do that because they're neglecting something already in their regular life. Right? So so this distraction of the news is to say, Oh, I shouldn't worry about the regular things in my life. Because there's this big evil thing that's about to happen that I need to put all my effort and energy into mentally, not actually, but mentally put all their effort into this big evil thing that they really have no control over. They really can't do much about, right? That's why the most important thing you can do is literally change yourself as an individual because the world will change with you slowly. Yeah. But if you can focus, if you have discipline... Man, you're a lot more powerful than the average person is. If you don't let things distract you like people do, you're a lot more powerful than the average person is. No matter what anyone tells you, they can tell you, no, you can't change the world. Well, you can if you begin with yourself. You cannot change the world alone, number one. It takes multiple people, but you can start. You can be the start of something that does, right? And and a thing we'll add to that is if you believe the world is a certain way, Good luck changing it, right? You kind of have to almost throw away the idea that, oh, the world is X, Y, Z. Um, because may, one, you may be proven wrong, or two, that may that in itself may be distraction. Like, especially lately with the news being so negative and being so uh, misleading a lot of the time, whether it's true or not, yeah. it's very misleading. It's very misdirecting. They don't their words are very precise in the sense that they avoid saying things they don't necessarily want people to hear, right? They really do stick to a a certain narrative and that can change over time and that will change over time, I'm sure. But to say that what they're telling us is truthful is far from the truth, right? It's very misleading. It's very conniving. They have intent behind their words too, right? They have the intent of misdirection and um small altered truths that end up making a large lie but the individual things they're telling may be true they may be behind on information they may be uh skewed information um but it is the truth uh in a way right because they can't just tell you blatant lies there has to be something behind them there has to be some source and sometimes they do tell blatant lies and people tend to not care because the way they feel about the news is more important than what's actually being said. Mm -hmm. It's more important than the truth or the lies. So one of the worldly things that can cause you to be fully distracted is your emotional response to pure information. If you're reacting like extremely over pure information, 
and not, you know, why the thing is happening, who's doing this stuff. Um, if you're really seeing yourself getting fed up with pure information, you may need to pull yourself away from that resource. You may need to change your attitude towards this thing before you can go back into consuming it again, right? Like if you're watching the news and it's preventing you from live your life, living your life well and having a normal relationship with people, watch it less or don't watch it at all, right? It's okay for people to tell you what's going on, especially if you can't do much about it, right? It's also better for your curiosity's sake to be like, well, what can I do, right? What can I do in these times where everything's crazy? Seeing yeah, for yourself, you focus on yourself, right? Seeing for yourself is like being a modern explorer, because everyone's just being told, "Oh, do this, do this, do this. This is what's happening." Well, why? It doesn't have to be. Why not try new things? Why not see what sticks? Why not see if there is new things in the world and things can change, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could. You can be the main character of your own life. <laughs> Even though it, it may be a, maybe a LARP, it may be kind of cringe, but you could be, <laughs> you could be whoever you want, right? Um, and yeah, like, you're right. Like you said, a lot of the news is just kind of like, hey, look over here, but don't look at that over there, right? It's a just, it's inherently distracting you from things that are more important, and they want you to see some things, but not other things. So, yeah, a lot of it can just be. Avoid. I personally don't watch any news. I, I just hear about stuff on uh, from other people and like through memes, basically. And that's and if it's something that is interesting, then I'll make go look it up. But I'm not gonna sit and watch the news uh, because there's no time. There's I can think of a, a thousand things that I'd rather be doing than sitting and watching the news, especially after you realize that it's just propaganda and it's all disingenuous. They're really just misleading you 24 seven. <laughs> and as, as well, another thing I mentioned is the way it divides and uh, gets into your family. And, you know, you can have family members watching different newscasts and getting different opinions. And then you hear them argue uh, hear them argue over it, and it's like you're both wrong, and it doesn't matter. Well, like just yeah, and, and and what you're arguing about doesn't even matter. Like you're talking like yeah, the grand scheme of things, it's something that's happening like what a thousand miles away in another country. Like who cares? half the time, yeah, or even yeah, the stuff that happens never... here. It's like does you do you just stopping a family because you now it's something to argue over, or it's something like you have differing opinions on it? What like. When does that stop? Like that's the, that's another big problem, right? Is well, what should you be doing? Being a family. Well, what are you doing? You're not. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're you're arguing over frivolous nonsense for what? When it like, who cares if someone changes their mind? Does it make them a better or worse family member? Does it prevent them? But does it prevent you from loving them? Does it prevent them from loving you and trying to take care of you and be like, be familial with you? Usually, none of that shit really changes other than unless people let it right and this is what i talk about when i say well what's your emotional response to information yeah and it's like your your whole identity if your whole identity comes from your opinion about the news then of course you're going to hate someone who has the opposite opinion <laughs> but if your whole identity comes from 
your family and it's like, yeah, I'm a member of this family, then you're not going to fight with your family over stupid things like that because it's not going to matter as much as keeping your family together and keeping your family strong, right? And that's just one of the ways that they uh, subvert the family unit, which Mm -hmm. makes us weaker because having a strong family um, as a support system and as a something you can fall back on and rely on. That's one of the biggest things that makes people stronger as individuals, right? If they're part of a strong family. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what, what comes with a strong family is there's identity, right? There's uh, ideals. Like mm-hmm. what, what, um, I believe there was a Harvard study, one of the longest, uh, and I don't like citing universities, but this one makes sense. So I'll allow it. But um, a long, the longest study I believe ever done was done by Harvard. And they basically studied like a bunch of very successful people over their lifetime, over their lifetime, right? So they, this was passed on through like from pres- professor to professor to student, etc. over 75 years, I believe. And they saw in these successful people, the number one thing that they could correlate because it's not guaranteed, right? But the number one thing they could correlate between successful people and what they did in childhood is chores is having responsibility as a child. So if your family does not give you a semblance of responsibility, guess what? The world is not going to, if it doesn't start from a very young age, the idea that you are responsible for something, you are responsible for something outside of yourself. Yeah. Then there is no way or very unlikely that you're going to just gain responsibility randomly. And here's another thing that helps to prove this. It's very much shown in young in men. When men have a child, they tend to earn more money. Why? Yeah. Because the same things as chores, obviously a child is much more much more thing to be responsible of and you're an adult at that time. But it's the same thing with chores. You're responsible for something that is now outside of yourself that you do not fully control and maybe not even fully understand, but you need to take care of it. You need to take responsibility for it. What you do makes its life better, makes the child's life better, right? And, and, you know, as Christians, this is what people are called to do. You now are caring about things that are outside of yourself that you may not have otherwise cared about. If you didn't have that idea that you are your brother's keeper, right? You have to do what's in your power to try to make the people's lives around you better. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, from a philosophical perspective, it makes your own life better. Chances are if you help someone else, whether they help you or not, they may help someone else and et cetera down the line. And that makes everyone's lives better, right? And that may circle back to you. But the idea of improving yourself will improve someone else. That's true. Because you can be an example for someone that may not have the same discipline or motivation or intelligence or drive or um, information, access to information as you do. You may be helping someone inadvertently, but it's still beneficial to you and that nonetheless, mm-hmm. right? And this, this isn't even talking from a religious standpoint of like, if, if you do believe in, in Christianity or, or many religions teach this, but you know, do for others what you would want done for yourself. Right, so that such that they can have a good life, and you can assist in having someone else have a good life, because that's um that's a point of meaning as well. Is I can help someone to live a life that that is worthwhile living, 
right? Yeah. And that's, um, having children is, there's a lot of people that are, they, they're kind of off the path and they, they don't know, um, their life is disorganized and you think, oh, they're going to have kids and that's, that's going to be the end. But there's lots of people that that kind of snaps them out of it. And mm-hmm. it's like, now I have it's just the beginning. Yeah. And now they, and then they get on their, uh, now, once they have that purpose, now they're they're focused. They have a drive, and they they get their life in order because they have a reason to. And before they had no reason to because it was just themselves they were responsible for, right? Another yep. like another reason why the community and, and family is such a big uh, motivator for people. And, uh, the it's true... such a good way to to build strong people, right? And the true the true a, part of a strong. Um, strong, cohesive unit, right? Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Tr- I was going to say the true Sigma grind set, the <laughs> true Sigma Alpha, le- Beta, Lecta, Ligma grind set is the being a father. The quintillionaire <laughs> grind set. The quintillionaire millionaire grind set is being Absolutely. a father. What's the best thing a man can do? By far, is be a father. And that can be done in many ways, but mostly the individual act of doing it in your own family. right? That's the, mm-hmm. the greatest thing the average man can do, let's say, is be a father and be a good father at that. And the greatest thing uh, an average uh, woman can do is be a mother. Let's see the, the G.K. Chesterton quote. He said, the most um, extraordinary thing in the universe is ordinary men and ordinary women with their ordinary children something like that i love that quote. Yeah, i believe it i believe it because it's such a miracle just to have just to be able to be in a position where you can kind of take care of a child well is like miraculous upon itself people tend to take mm-hmm. this for granted because we live in such a you know a splendid time and such an excessive and you know uh successful time in history what, we just got here, like, through nothing? No, no, this was generations of, like, suffering and, yeah. you know, pain and work. Like, it's, um, you know, it's it's very much so taken for granted by people today. But, you know, this was not here for nothing. You know, talk to your grandparents if they're still alive. Talk to them yeah. and just be like, what was it like when you were a kid? What was it like growing up? I guarantee you their life is harder than yours. The app- yeah. For the average person, your grandparents' life will be way harder than yours. It's not even – and it's not even close. Like it's not even no. – no, 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 no. I don't care how much you complain about all these distractions, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. They actually have to live out suffering much more than we ever have to. And and we're going to – and it's going to be worse if we don't do something about it based on the way the world's going, right? Yeah. Uh, as, as we know – um. You know, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. Right now, it's very clear that who's in charge is weak men. It's people, and I can say this pretty confidently, it's people who have no dignity, they lack integrity, um, they have much more corruption, not that corruption didn't exist before, but they have much more corruption now than there ever was before. Um you know, rampant corruption and like celebrated corruption, right? Like we, some people celebrate and idolize these corrupt monsters. Um, 
And it's it's this to me it's disgusting, and it just shows like how weak we are as a society to even say that we can't criticize our rulers. It's just shocking. Uh, we can't criticize the media without someone freaking out. Uh, it's shocking, right? It, it's more telling about the people of the society than the rulers themselves, because rulers will be corrupt if no one holds them accountable. Yeah. And very clearly, there is no one to hold the government accountable. There is no one to hold the media accountable. So why are they corrupt? It's because it's human nature, one. But number two, it's because they're allowed to be. Mm-hmm. When, when kings were bad, you know, hundreds of years ago, when kings were bad, you know, there wasn't much the peasants could do about it. But you, you'd be damned to think they did nothing. Yeah. All these revolutions, Alex. all these civil wars, right? The people willing to put their lives on the line to say, no, 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 you're an evil man, you're an evil king, and we won't stand for it. You know, and those are the pe- those are the heroes. Who's the heroes in history? Is the ones who destroy evil, right? The ones who destroy mm-hmm. corruption and remove it fully. It's not the people who stood idly by. It's not the ones who are unwilling to even discuss it. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not a hero. That's a that's a coward. That's the an average is, uh, human being. Medieval peasants didn't have Netflix and porn, so <laughs> they were willing to just <laughs> they were willing to go. Just you know what? I'm gonna go and. Uh, fix this society but uh you know the modern man he's too how do you say he's he's too uh subverted distracted he's too distracted distracted by all these vices that he has in front of him that he's oh oh well what's the government doing well you know yeah okay i'm just gonna go lay down for a minute and and watch tv like i'm just gonna go jerk off i'm gonna go have some weed i'm gonna go drink yeah exactly I'm going to go get drunk, right, yeah. and not think about it. And, you know, it'll it'll resolve itself because everything everything gets taken care of, right? And, like, my food yeah. gets delivered to me. And, you know, what else? Like, he probably lives at home. His, his laundry gets done for him. Dishes get yeah, done. Bro. <laughs> yeah, so you can just, uh, you know, turn it over to the society. They're going to take care of you as long as you don't question it, as long as you just... Do what you're told. You give up your freedom. Yeah, and I think this also distracts people from the pride of just their humanity, right? Like we were talking about how people people's grandparents suffered more than them. Yeah, but they still yeah. did it. This is the thing. They still freaking did it for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. They they did it. They they they, you know, worked their ass off or they suffered immensely to, to just be where they are right now. And you know, they had a pride in just being a general human. They were happy at the opportunity to just do anything with their lives other than what they had done before, especially yeah. if your grandparents were, you know, farmers or immigrants or worked in construction, you know, weren't, didn't come from money. Mm-hmm. Um, they pulled themselves out. And obviously, like the whole point of society is to give people the opportunity to do that, right? You can't do it for anyone. You can't choose to, to make someone's choices for them. You can give them an environment in which they can make these optimal choices so they can succeed, right? And this is a well, a big problem with the distraction of today is people believe there can be a quality of outcome, which doesn't even make sense because there wasn't a quality of opportunity to begin with. Yeah. Like people say, oh yeah, we're all created equally. Really? Because when I was born, I was this big ass baby and super healthy. When other people are born, they're sickly and they're weak. You're yeah. telling me, so right away, there's a divider here, right? Right away. And if you're born into a family who has like um, 
you know, drug issues, whatever. Like we're not equal. We're not equal. Like nothing no. here is equal. Our lives there. You have immense more suffering to deal with than I do. Right. Doesn't mean it's better or worse, but the outcomes are be completely different. And that's going to be ends up being if society isn't doing its job, which I believe it with more than enough opportunities for everyone to be somewhat successful in their own way, more than yeah. enough. If someone's unable to do it, well, I don't think it's society's fault. I really don't. I really, not that I don't have sympathy for these people. Maybe they need more help than others and we should give it to them if we can, but you can't blame an entire society for one person's failings. And it seems like a lot of people who had the opportunity are doing that. Why? Because they're apathetic because they don't want to look at themselves and go, I have to actually change for the world to change. Yeah. I'm not doing that. The average person, right? We know there's no one's, not everyone's a hero. Not everyone's great. Not everyone's going to be great, but the average person goes, yeah, I'm not going to do that because I have Netflix and porn and I smoke weed and I can just chill with some loser girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And, you know, I'm not being challenged. I don't need to be challenged. Being challenged is for losers. Like that's what people – like that's what suckers do. It's such a cope to like actually like try to do anything where they're like, like really? That's a cope? Like I think it's a cope yeah. to sit on your fucking ass and do nothing all day, okay, kid? Like <laughs> just to give up on life? Just to give up because it's not going your way? Like – Oh my, how entitled do you have to be to just be such a baby about it and not do anything and choose not to do anything? And yeah, it's easy for me to say this, but you know, me and Nordic know what we do and we're very active when it comes to, you know, making the country a little bit better. Um, it's not like we're sitting around on our ass doing nothing. You know, it's not like we're just sitting here lecturing at you because, you know, oh, we're high and mighty. No, no, no. We're not perfect, but it doesn't mean we do nothing. We're doing what we can do, right? And everyone should do what they can do. The The whole point of worldly distractions is these are things that may prevent you from doing what you should be doing, but if you can overcome them, how much greater are you? How much better do you feel about yourself to say, wow, I overcome all this distraction and evil and hatred um, and annoyance, right? And, and, uh, mm. and, and comfort. To overcome comfort is like one of the biggest things you can do. Like that's why I love taking cold showers, right? I love trying to work out hard because once yeah. you overcome comfort, you build discipline, you build will. You also build value, right? Because your value comes inherently from yourself. It, yes, others can show it to you and say, oh, wow, I believe you're valuable. But that doesn't mean you're going to feel valuable. The true value, the true feeling of value comes from yourself, right? It comes internally. Yeah, that's the secret to confidence is actually improving your abilities and your, uh, as you can prove your abilities, you will notice and then you'll just be more confident. That's the, the thing that people don't really tell you. They just tell you, oh no, you're good the way you are. Boom. And when you get told you're good the way you are, <laughs> when you get told you're good the way you are uh, and you don't like yourself, it's very bad mentally because that's a a a dissidence state that you can't really uh comprehend right oh i'm good the way i am but i can't do x or i'm I'm not you're always not going to think you're good enough unless you can actually prove it to yourself that you are good enough so yeah if you don't think you're good enough and you're upset about it go improve it in some area 
that you would like to see yourself succeed in. And eventually you will see yourself succeed because you're not going to give up. And when you succeed, you will become confident. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even even minor successes, right? And you and you can determine those. And that's the yeah, beauty well, of yeah. uh, if you have of, of having goals. a low point. If you have a low point to start with, that's the beauty of it. Because doing very little means you're achieving something, right? Yeah. You um, get those novice novice gains in the gym. You're gonna feel yeah. like Superman, right? Yeah, you want to keep that going. To like, yeah. Any skill you you usually learn fast, right at the beginning, and that's um, yeah, that gives you tremendous confidence. What's that that graph where it's like you learn a little bit and you get overconfident, and then you get through the middle and like you think you know nothing until you become a master, then you realize that you do yeah. know it. You do you know something at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that before, but that's interesting. Uh, maybe we should bring that up next time. But um, yeah, I can find it. Yeah, nothing like you know. Even with all these distractions, and and this is very scary, but it's also very freeing. You are the master of your life, right? You're the master of your own life. You choose everything, and. You know, if you're younger, it's uh, kind of a hard thing to deal with. Like, really? I choose everything? Well, you don't choose everything. But you have a choice over your actions. And your actions end up being you. And, like, that part of you, the actions, is you. And that's everything. Right? That's everything well, not, of not yourself. Not your actions. It's what, uh, what you put up with, right? What you allow to happen through inaction is also who you are, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because a lot of people get stuck in the things they don't like doing. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like, If you're doing something every day that you don't like doing, you should have a reason every day. Like, Remind yourself why you're doing it. And if you can't come up with a reason, like, you should reevaluate what you're doing, right? Yeah. If and you I, really I think... hate, hate your job, maybe time to change your job. Unless you're building towards something that you can see the end for. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, don't get stuck there because it's like Jordan Peterson said, like 10 years will go by and you won't have improved and you may be like no better after 10 years and that's a very bad place to be. Yeah, because that means, that means, so it's crazy because time has passed now and time is the most limited resource in the world. Mm-hmm. And time has passed and you've gained nothing. So what ends up actually happening? If time is the most limited resource in the world and over X amount of years you do nothing to gain anything and you're losing time, guess what just happened? <laughs> guess, what just, guess what just happened? You are now net negative. You've now lost everything that you've now lost potential. And potential is obviously an incalculable thing. Mm-hmm. But potential has to do with time. And the more time you have, the more potential you can have. Right? If you could live to 500 years old, you could accomplish a lot more than a 50-year-old. Right? Because of the time. Yeah. Or you could do nothing for 500 years. Mm-hmm. And that 50-year-old could be super hyper-achieving. Why? Because he chooses to use his time valuably and you do not. 
Yeah, right. Well, the 500-year guy just said, well, I got lots of time to do this. So he kept putting mm -hmm. it off, and he procrastinated. And then he eventually he wakes up. He's like, oh, 500 years just went by. And I oh, boo, what was time. me? Yeah, what was exactly. me? Wish I watched more Netflix. Yeah, I heard a lot of yeah. – I've heard uh, – that's what nurses tell me. Uh, people say on their deathbed all the time. <laughs> should've, I should have smoked more weed, and I should have watched yeah. more Netflix. Hmm, I should have got more money. Right, because money is the most yeah. important thing in the world. Uh, not that it's not important, but it's it's not the only thing, and it should not be treated yeah. as such, right? Like, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say any of that shit. I no. don't think I've ever heard anyone tell me what what is the most what's the what's the most common thing people usually say? Oh yeah, I should have spent more time with my family. Yeah, I think that's the most common thing anyone says. If they have any regrets, it's the fact that they didn't put more of their own time in their family. Why? Because it's something outside of themselves. So yeah. let's put that into perspective. If you're in a creative block or you're in a path where you don't like anymore, you hate what you're doing with your life, think about changing it, not just for yourself, but for your family. And even if you don't have a family, for that future family, do you think someone who wants to be with you wants you to be unhappy? Do you think they want you to hate their life or be doing something that you don't love or, or you don't enjoy somewhat, even even if you have a little bit less money? Yeah, some people might, right? Some people who are who have their priorities mixed up might uh, say, oh, no, no, we actually need to be beyond. Everyone should have the priority of being financially stable, but beyond financially stable, well, that's up to you to determine. Mm -hmm. and excess is very common nowadays for a reason, right? Because people live outside of their means. Um, and when they aren't financially stable, they keep it. They hoard money and they buy things they don't need. And they do all these expensive things and fancy things that yeah, I are not going to be important to them. They're not going to be important to them when they're older. Right? Like when people are when people get retired and, and this like, – like ask your grandparents. What do they care about? They care about spending time with their grandkids mm -hmm. and their children and doing things with them and doing things for them. Right. Well, good ones at least. We'll, we'll want that because, again, right, these are cyclical things. If your family prioritizes money, guess what? You're probably going to prioritize money. And it's going to be very hard finding meaning and you may be very unhappy with it. And it may be a difficult conversation, but guess what? It's more worth it to have a conversation of I want to be financially stable, but I don't want to do something I hate with your parents mm -hmm. or your grandparents. It's a tough conversation, especially for the grandparents, because they, they can't understand that because they came from poverty. A lot of them. Um, but you know, it's a very important conversation to have and say, listen, the thing I do with my life is more important than how much money I have. The important, like the most important things I do with my life is beyond a monetary value. I will not be taking my money with me when I die. Right. But what will go, not necessarily with you, but what, what does go is memories. Other people have a view, um, you know, and obviously I personally believe people can go to heaven, Right. So, yeah. you know, there, there's yeah, something like said, beyond uh, your own life. What's that? Um, the Romans had a saying and it was like, um, each memory with a person makes up their mosaic or something like that. So it's like yeah, the mosaic of their life or something. Yeah. 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 And a mosaic is for anyone who doesn't know, it's like a piece of art made of a bunch of small different colored stones Fragments. so you step back and it looks like a, a picture right so each memory in that case is building up a person so when you're 
Yeah, in your in a person's mind, all the memories of the another person that you know makes up the mosaic of them. And uh, yeah, that continues on in everyone else's minds that you you knew, like everyone's life who you touched. It continues on in their minds as long after you die and uh, you know even especially another thing too I want to mention if you write down um, write down your family's history and you write down your own history like an autobiography or something like that that's another way to uh, extend your life in a sense because people will be remembering you and talking about you for a lot longer. Yeah, and even that even that tends to not be be as important as the people's lives you helped shape, right? Like cuz you can create yeah. a lot of memories with people by doing stupid shit, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if you're an, if uh, and this is what I, I think I've said this before but um, you know, people who people who make a lot of mistakes have a lot of stories. Um, yeah. And you know, it's it's fun to have stories, but maybe you don't want you don't want certain things on your conscience necessarily by, um, you know, making certain bad decisions, right? It's fun to have stories and it's great, but, um, you know, either you have a lot of stories and you learn from them or you have a lot of stories and you don't, or, or you don't have, and you can have not many stories and you've learned from others, right? And that can be a bit boring. So it's good to have some sort of experimentation with your own life in terms of like the way you want to live it. Yeah, obviously, obviously aimed. Fun, right? Yeah. And obviously you want to aim towards a, a, a goal, a purpose uh, with your life, right? Like, what do you want at the end of your life? Like, that's the real question. And maybe you're too young to be asking that. So ask yourself, well, what do I want tomorrow? What do I want in a month from now? What do I want in a year? Start shorter. Yeah. If you can't think that far ahead, start shorter. Yeah, that's a good point too. A lot of people don't like thinking about the future because they think it's just it's too far in in advance. But it's obviously closer than you think. It's always closer than you might imagine. Mm -hmm. I I'm at a point Absolutely. like I've noticed recently that like it seems like time's just moving fast. Like I'll I'll look at the calendar and then I'll think it's the beginning of the month and then all of a sudden it's halfway through the month. Like two weeks has gone by. And it's like whoa. <laughs> and that that's a motivation for me to stay on goals because I can't imagine how I'd feel if like, wow, I just wasted two weeks. I want to make sure I'm every single day getting something done because otherwise it's gone and you'll never get that time back. Yeah. And I, I think that's why new year's is so important and why, you know, the idea of a resolution is great for people, even though a lot of them don't follow through, but you know, even if um, a couple people follow through every year, it's fantastic, right? Like you're still changing somewhat, but uh, you know, time doesn't slow down just because the year starts over again and the calendar starts over. Well, the year still went by, so mm -hmm. you know you have to answer for every day that you lived. And I think it's a great idea, you know, writing down notes of every day of the year, even if it's just a little snippet of every day. You just write down That's what you idea. did that day, maybe, or um. You know something like something or other about your life, like um, part yeah. of your like your status or whatever, like whatever seems relevant day. to that day. Yeah, whatever seems relevant to that day. It doesn't have to be long. Doesn't have to be short. Could be a page. Could be a sentence. I don't care. But do something to record what you've done every day. And when you look back in that next year, you can go, hmm, 
what's a common occurring theme in these daily things that I can change or that I want to change, right? Mm -hmm. It's a a good thing to look at for sure because that's measurable. It's real. Yeah, it's a good way to develop a relationship with yourself and know yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you know yourself well enough, uh, you'll almost be like predicting what's going to happen each day, right? You're like, well, I know how I feel on these days, and then you know I can predict what's about to happen, and then change. So maybe something bad happens on every day, and it's like, okay, how could I have done that differently, right? And you get yourself out of those loops just by having that record of what you've done, right? Mm-hmm. And what's worked, and what hasn't worked, and. Yeah, and all these things that I think that's important. Like, cause you got to answer for yourself at the end of the day. Like, you got to answer for the things you've done. Um, yeah. Potentially to your, like, potentially to your children. Are you gonna have an answer for that? Like, that's the question. Like, are you gonna let down the people that need you the most? Uh, for me, that's the yeah. biggest question. And it's like, well, no, I can't do that. I can't allow myself to do that. Cause I would hate myself, right? What would that mean for me? Yeah. If, uh, if you know, I just. What would that mean for myself, right? How do you define yourself? Well, you define yourself as someone who helps others. Well, then it has to be through the lens of how, how, what, what you've done to make sure that people are impacted by your uh, assistance, right? Impacted by your actions. Like that has to be number one priority. It cannot be something that gets put on the back burner. It cannot be, um, you know, a minor thing that just happens. Like it has to be front page news, right? It has to be in your everyday journal or whatever, right? Whatever you want to do. But writing, it seems that everyone who's great has written. Like most people who are great write something down or something written about them and read. Yeah. They're written and read. They've written and read. Even if they've read complete bullshit, they're written and read. They've done something. Yeah. The look up libraries of famous men on uh, artofmanliness.com it's really interesting hmm. they have um, yeah. I can't remember how many there's lots of them lots of different famous famous men from history they've, they've uh, got a list of all the books that they had in their personal libraries it's good for uh, getting um, motivation to read books and, and ideas about books to read definitely yeah, and no one's saying you have to be like this crazy, ultra, super great man, but you can just be a little... The, the whole point of this is you can just be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Yeah. If by listening to this... Right? Yeah, if by listening to this, you can be a little bit better than you were yesterday. Well, I think that's, that's to me, that's a success. That's what I want from this. That's what I want to, from people to get out from this. I can be a little bit with a little bit of advice or, or, or help or ideas or even just listening to someone talk to um, me about stuff like I can I can get a little bit better every day. For, that's how I'm you know, that's how I would measure our success of this podcast. Not about how many people watch it, not about uh, if it if it is able to get sponsors. I don't care. Mm. I literally couldn't care less. Yeah, if if other people are able to, even myself, if I'm, if me and other people listening are able to improve themselves just slightly, then that's 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 success to me, because that's what I want, and ultimately I think yeah. that'll make everything a bit better. And we already have, we've already got uh, feedback 
people awesome. said it's, they love it. Um, keep it what coming, was our by the way. What was our favorite feedback? I think from one fan, it was both our favorite feedback. Yeah, yeah, that guy said, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember. He said um, his friends are away at university or something, and uh, he said he feels like he's having a conversation with his friends again. I think it hit us both right in the feels because we were like, wow, yeah, man. That's, uh, Born to feel. that's what you want to hear. It's, it's yeah, good it's... motivation for us to keep going. Stay yeah, we just feel like – we feel like human beings, man. We don't feel like these random robots that are just telling you things that yeah. you have to listen to. It's like, no, just like you can choose to listen. And if you like it, then keep listening. Right. And enjoy it. Yeah, and I, so. I think, um, I think oh, also we might have to discuss in terms of worldly distractions. How can you tell when someone's actually trying to help you or trying to hinder you? Mm. This is a very, this yeah. is a very big deal in terms of worldly distractions. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of BS that people, you know, come out with these days. There's a lot of complete garbage, right? So how can you tell yeah. if someone's helping you or well, hindering you? I'm going to pose that question to you, and then I'm going to I'm yeah. going to think of an answer because I just thought about that. Yeah, I, I, I think I got an idea about. So someone's genuinely trying to help you. They won't try to sway you in, in a direction that you um you don't want to go if you know yourself right but if you don't know if you don't know what's best for you then i guess it would be hard to tell so mm. how would you uh i don't know man, it's kind of tough if you know yourself because i guess it'd be two different answers if you know yourself then you can easily tell if someone's trying to hinder you because what they're telling you to do will be benefiting them somehow or benefiting uh, their ideology or their worldview. Like they want you to act a certain way to fit a certain way. But if you know yourself and you know that that's not you, then you can say, well, you're just trying to hinder me. Right. But if you don't know yourself uh, because you haven't done the work and the introspection um, or you haven't kept a journal, like you don't have a relationship with yourself, then you could be lost and you could be off a path that's good for you. And if the person is someone who really knows you like a parent or a sibling and they, they actually might know what is better for you. And in that case, um, I would say you wouldn't be able to tell and it might be better to listen to them or know yourself first. And then you'll, you'll more or less be immune to people trying to hinder you as long as you can trust yourself. Hmm. I think I think that's actually a great answer, especially relating it back to like your family and stuff. Like, well, who knows you better than you or as good as you is probably the people you spent the most time with, right? So if yeah. you've had um if you've been in a relationship for a long time, that person will know you pretty well. Um your parents will know you pretty well. Not fully, because obviously you don't you may not tell everything to your parents or your siblings, but they know you pretty well, right? They'll know what something's putting you astray or making your life worse or you know, making you a worse person uh, in one way or another, they know that'll be bad. So, you know, if we talk about who who directly does negative for you is people who tell you you have to do it their way, mm. right? I think people who tell you, no, no, you have to do it this way, right? Uh, um, especially if you're coming to them like freely and of your choice and they're still telling you like, 
um, that you have to do it the way that they want you to do it, then that's that may be a little off. That's why I don't I don't like improvement works for differently for different people. That's why I'm not going to tell you exactly one specific way to improve. We'll tell you all a bunch of different ways. And again, if you come away with one of them, that's a great that's great. If you don't, well, I hope you enjoyed listening. And even the entertainment aspect is hopefully good enough to listen to. But um, the the people who tend to not want the best for you, again, they have their – and maybe you won't be able to tell this, but they'll have their own personal interests at heart. So let's say mm-hmm. someone's working for a company and they tell you, oh, use my company's product. Well – you know, that's obviously a dead ringer to say like, okay, well, you work for the company. If I use your product, your company benefits, therefore you benefit. Mm-hmm. So that's a very clear picture, right? Like there's a very direct image. Same with the news. If you watch the news and you believe the news and you continue to watch the news, well, that's obviously beneficial for them because they can keep their job. Um, you know, this is a this is a kind of sillier example. I'm not saying to do this, but if you keep paying, if your government's telling you to pay taxes... <laughs> <laughs> and you keep paying and you keep paying taxes well that's obviously beneficial to them because then they get their tax money right don't mm-hmm. i'm not saying don't pay your taxes it's just a joke um <laughs> well, well, uh, uh, that's all i'll say on that i'm not gonna go, i'm not gonna go any further than that uh, pay 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 your due give to caesar what is caesar's it's just money at the end of the day you don't mm. need all of it, you know, and you may it's be not helping worth someone getting killed over. <laughs> it's not worth getting killed over. Yeah, it may not be worth it to just hoard, hoard money. It's probably not good for your own health to hoard all that money, anyways. Um, you know, yeah, and if you don't like, so you know what? Okay, here's what I'll say: If you don't like paying taxes, give to charity because at least you you, yeah. you know you're giving to someone that you care about, mm. and you'll get the tax receipts for that. You can pay less money towards the government, right? At or least the money's not going directly. Or yeah, start a corporation and 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 use the money to, you know, uh, improve your own business and improve your own station in life, and then donate to charity as well, and etc. Right? There's a lot of ways to avoid paying directly, which is nice, because you know, does the government want the best for you? Really? No. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't really think, think so. so. The Canadian government, I can tell you. They don't care. They can give less. They can give less of a shit. If you're a white dude, if you're a white straight Christian dude, good luck. Good luck for the government you're caring anything about you. Number one, you're public. And have you know if you if you live here, you notice most people who are homeless, they're white males. Yeah, yeah. that's not uh, that's no coincidence. Okay, that's no coincidence. The majority of the people who are homeless are, are white males. That's no coincidence. That's all. That's all. Leave it at that. I'm going to leave yeah. it at that. Right? Everyone else is taken care of. I'm surprised you went there, to be honest, but I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> Bo, it's the truth. The people can go out on, and see on it their own. It is true. It is true. They um, can go and see on their own who who, who gets the least uh, social support. And, and not for a bad reason, because, you know, historically, they've been able to take care of themselves, right? But um, yeah, we have, you know, yeah, we have, <laughs> um, uh, you know, um, I'm getting to the weeds here, but, uh, you know, obviously the people who can take less care of themselves get, you know, get more help. Right. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for you? Well, get off your damn ass. Cause I would say the average person listening to the podcast is probably a straight white male. Sorry. 
That's just, well, that's what we are. So why would you not be something similar? Because you can relate to us, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Makes complete sense. Why, like, I'm not going to listen to uh, freaking French gay dudes podcast who's like an atheist. Like, well, how's that? Like, dude, how does that make sense to me? It doesn't make sense. I can't relate to that person. I don't know their life. I don't speak French. I don't even speak French. What am I going to do about that? It's like. You know, it makes sense. You know, demographics are destiny in a way, right? Like, true. Like, they determine a lot. They determine a lot, right? Like, oh. it's kind of silly. Uh, we'll keep that in because I think that's funny. But um, <laughs> it makes sense, right? People, people listen to people who are similar to them. That's yeah. baseline. That's baseline tribalism, right? But don't let tribalism getting in the way of you learning from something. That's that's what I'll add. Do not let tribalism get in the way of you learning something that can be beneficial to you, right? Yeah. Because th- there's things we can take from other cultures that's like knowledge that, you know, the Euro- like European people or like Western civilization hasn't taken. Like, like materialism. We can learn a lot from cultures that aren't obsessed with materialism because today people are very obsessed with materialism in the West, right? Um, giving selflessly, right? Like poor people in other countries tend to give more of themselves than rich people do in the West. Like that's a problem. We have to learn from those people, right? Yeah. How can we be more like them? That's a very important thing to look at. How can we give more of our time and our, uh, our wealth and our resources, right? Because we have so much more of it. Why aren't we giving more of it away? You would think the more someone has of something, the more they give it away, but it tends to be the opposite, mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah, they- um, shocking to me. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it maybe because if you're already poor, then you understand mm-hmm. what's going on, and then that makes you want to give more. And maybe you're isolated from it if you're you you're already wealthy. Mm-hmm. I'm just could like be. speculating there, but could be an answer. Yeah, I don't know much about economics to be honest, but I know how people work, and it tends to be that rich people hoard, and that's how they stay rich, and poor people give. Um, and that's how they just imagine, just imagine the, the giga chat right there. Yeah, I don't know much about economics, but <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's great, it's greater to give when you're poor because how much little you have and you give away a more of a percentage of it than when you're rich mm-hmm. and you give away a very small percentage. You know, that's why, um, I think in the Jewish tradition, which we can learn a lot from the Old Testament. In the Jewish tradition, they had it, uh, and even in Muslim tradition, they have like a minimum percentage that you're supposed to give away of your income, right? So it ends up being equal for all, right? Everyone kind of gives the same. Um, You know, I'm not a socialist. I'm not a communist. These people are giving this stuff of their free will. So, you know, don't come, don't come uh, say, oh, you're being a socialist. You're being a commie. No, no, no. People are, (laughs) when people choose to, when people choose to give their money away, they can give as much money as they want, right? But the, the yeah. minimum recommended amount for like uh, Muslims and like uh, Jews, I think is like 2.5% or something where they give away that much of their... Um, uh, I'm not even sure, but I have heard that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I and think it's, it's around of, there. It's kind of, uh, like you said, I'm not a socialist, but uh, you talk about giving away money and charity and things like that. It's kind of gets perverted by a, a socialist system because mm-hmm. now all the money has to go to one source and then they have all the power and they decide how it gets distributed. Yeah. Whereas if it was more uh, decentralized and it was, you know, private charities 
that were providing welfare for the, the poor people, right? That would be, it would be easier for your conscience to give money to that because yeah, you know what's, we know where it's going. You know, it's not corrupt. And if it is corrupt and you find out, you can move your money to somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. You can stop giving to the association or whatever it is like. Um, and, and the important thing is, it's a cho- like you're choosing to give away this money. The big problem yeah. with communism yeah, or socialism is they're taking it from you and you mm-hmm. do not have a choice. And I know, I okay, I know why... we pay taxes, but you can choose to give to charity. And, you know, you have to, you can't, I don't believe you can live in society without giving a little something back, right? The yeah. problem is who you're giving the money to in order for it to be given back, aka the government. That's why I say, Give your money to charity and take the tax receipts or give your money to organizations that you respect and you prefer. Um, and then you get your tax receipt, right? So you're not giving money directly to the government, but you're giving money to something that may help people and something that may be good overall for society, right? Like I'm a big favor of that. Yeah. I, I don't like that. Um, you know, I don't like people who decide like, oh, I'm not just not going to do anything. I'm not going to pay anything. I don't think that's fair. Because we all have to live here, you know, and we all kind of got to get taken care of a little bit in one way or another. So, you know, you give up a little bit and maybe you give more than you need to, right, to charities and stuff. And you just, you get those, uh, get those tax receipts, right? You don't have to do all this uh, pure government spending. Yeah, I have a feeling that's why a lot of rich celebrities kind of contradict them. Like they, you wouldn't think they would be pro uh, a socialist system or more taxes, bigger government kind of thing. But a lot of them are. And I think it's because they have a certain amount of guilt where they, they don't think that they should have more money than everybody else. And they just want an easy outlet to just say, look, look, half my money went to the government. So now you can't complain, right? Like it should be going to uh, everyone's welfare, even though the government's horrible at, providing for people but clearly yeah just in their own mind they justify well you know i'm a good person because i gave half my money away to the government but even though it's not doing very much good in the hands of the government and it could have been way uh, much more better utilized by by them if they just used it directly to help people right mm-hmm. and there's so a lot of celebrities kind of like that do laziness. this yeah, they're kind of being lazy by um, choosing to not choose. Like they have to give it away to the government, but and they know, also if, know in that system their their income and their fame will not be effective. If anything, they'll be more popular because now they'll be actors of propaganda rather than just movies themselves. Yeah, exactly. In a system where government has full control, you know, actors play a big part, right? Because who the hell are you going to listen to as an average person? Are you not going to listen to someone more attractive? or more uh, exciting, more handsome, more comedic than you are, you definitely are because that's how emotional yeah. response works. You're going to listen to that's someone who... That's people listen to me. That's the Chad response. That's the total <laughs> Chad response. Like, yeah, that's why I know people listen to me because I'm handsome, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm better than everyone. <laughs> so it's like, all right, man, calm down. Like, ego is... <laughs> ego tends to be... um. You can actually be a hindrance, yeah, to most people, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And we, we, uh, it's the only thing we were, uh, 
planning on talking about too. Egotism and self-centeredness becoming more uh, prevalent within society is another, I think it's another way to distract people, right? Because they're so focused on themselves and, you know, how they look and, and how much money they have. Instead, you could have been focused on your family. You could have been focused on charity, things that would actually fulfill you more in the long run. But I'm not saying don't improve yourself and don't focus on yourself because that's very important too. Probably to do that before you want to help the world. But once you you do get some ability for yourself, then yeah, you should be going out and being selfless and you know charity, family, things like that. Very important for your fulfillment because you won't get fulfilled just by hoarding money or you know hoarding trophies or something like that yeah it does nothing for you as, as an individual to maintain that lifestyle forever right you can only do that for so long until that ends up becoming unfulfilling and then you need more 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 and then you're dead and then you just didn't stop needing more yeah hmm. well, i think um that was a good episode we, uh, we're going to talk about the future of the podcast here, I think. Um, so starting next month, we're going to have, uh, well, it's your idea if you want to go ahead and explain it to them. Yeah. So, um, uh, I was thinking, so it was more interactive with everyone and maybe we can even get like, um, not necessarily like a blog or whatever going or like, uh, you know, um, a channel or something going where people can discuss their, their, uh, you know, we, and we can start giving advice hopefully on, on these challenges. Mm -hmm. But what we want to do is we want to introduce a challenge each month to help propel people's improvement in the right direction. So obviously, obviously November is no November. So that brings like the idea of like pornography and addiction into the limelight and like how you can prevent that, how you can do other things. And that's just the beginning, right? So next month, we were thinking of something. We won't release it yet, but we're thinking of doing a specific challenge next month that is uh, relative to the weather, and it's also relative to, like, uh, your activity and the the time of year, obviously. So we want to make these challenges relevant and, like, enticing for people to do. And and we want to, like, you know, help people improve slightly. So our goal for the challenge would be for, like, at least one week of that month, you can kind of fulfill the challenge, right? Um, and these will be various things. They won't be directly with, like related to physical or mental improvement. There'll be various things. One, one week month could be super random. Like we don't know yet. We're going to see, but it'll be yeah. anything we do will be likely towards improvement. There'll be a challenge towards the, self-improvement. The whole point is we're going to do it too. So mm-hmm. we'll be com- completing the challenge <laughs> and then we'll be talking about it and go over our experience, giving advice, tips. You know, taking questions, and, things like that. And we'll do a little bit of com- competition because I think that's healthy. Yeah, for sure. Who's the best improver? The top improver <laughs> of the year. Yeah. We're going to be improving. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to improve. I'm improving. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a good time. All right, I'll just finish it off with uh, All right. with a quote here. 
Not only do they want you convinced politically, but they also want you mentally and physically weak. Yuri Bezmenov. And our response to that is from Jordan Peterson. And he says, you must become a monster. Awesome. Thanks, everyone.